And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because it gives me an opportunity to use a wine decorking device. Yes, I'm channeling my inner Dr. Conway for no other reason other than it's the holidays and Lord knows getting together with family that we have to wine uncorking devices are more and more necessary these days. I hear, I wouldn't really know. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere online under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Yes, I'm still wearing my Santa pimp hat. Why? Because it is still Santa pimp hat season. That's why. And if you don't like it, buy your own. You know, I mean, you want to go out there with your floppy red hat? That's fine. Go ahead. Just like everybody else. But I do the punk scene. And that's the way that I roll. Amongst the love handles that I've got, I, I don't really want to be talking about me right now. Hi, it's good to be back with you. It's finally getting to be cold up here in North American's right-hand coast. I'll tell you a little about about. There's, there's a story behind that. I'll, I'll tell you about that. Speaking of which, top left-hand corner of North America, where I found out yesterday it was freaking 30 below. Hi, Dallin. Hello. Yeah, we got to talking last night, and that's that's when I went and I opened up about how it'd been, you know, somewhere between, you know, 1 and 12 Celsius over here in Buffalo at the end of freaking December and worried about everybody getting hurricane-force winds through the middle of the country and the continent. And I asked Dallin, well, yeah, how's it been for you? And he goes ahead and he tells me. Yeah, it's been somewhere between chilly and barking ass cold. Although we got a bit of a reprieve this weekend. It's quite nice out today. There it was. Uh, right now, it's only 10 below. Yeah, it's the way yeah. it works. And Midwest of the U.S. where, remember I was talking about those hurricane force winds that we saw coming up from the Gulf Coast into the middle of the continent? Bridget, mm -hmm. hi. Did you get any of those? Um, no, I did not. It was actually really kind of close in uh, between all the, you know, the tornadoes that were just barely to the south of me. And then followed that up with, you know, these hurricane-forced winds and stuff. I'm very, very lucky. I'm still here. I hear that. But this is not typical um, December weather. No. Shall we say? No, it's not. Uh, like I said, over here in Buffalo, where nominally Buffalo, we would expect to have snow from about American Thanksgiving. So, you know, the end of November mm -hmm. through, you know mid-march let's let's just call it the last the last 10 years it's been steadily greener and greener and greener through the season and yeah. right now it's it's below freezing right now but it's not exactly snowing it's kind of like what was left over from rain from earlier yeah joy it's not even below freezing here right now. I mean, by now we normally would have had, you know, at least a couple of snows or something, you know, from about Thanksgiving on between here. But 
you know, just a couple days ago, it was yeah, about 20, 24, 25C. Yeah. Outside and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the other, the other piece, uh, you know, like I was saying from last night, when Dal and I were talking, uh, you know, he, his, his big F you to mother nature did not go. <sighs> yes. This mm-hmm. is your cue. Yeah, no, I, I know. I was just uh, r- recalling uh, what I was thinking that day. Um, so last Thursday, I decided to give Mother Nature the big F you because I was going to do something completely Canadian. Even though it was the middle of winter, I was going to get on that grill and make me a couple of steaks. However, the big wind, of which has been caliber in the past to blow my barbecue across my deck, was blowing so hard I didn't even want to risk trying to light the barbecue because it's a good chance it just would blow it out. So I had to wait till Friday to do that grilling, and it was worth it. It was very worth it. <laughs> oh, glad to hear that part. I didn't. I didn't get to hear about the follow up, so that's that's good to know. Oh yeah, no. I, I um, before the show last night, I grilled me up. It wasn't steaks though; it was uh, pork chops. Oh, that's okay. But tasty. Yeah, but they were pork chops that had been uh, marinating in barbecue sauce and spices for about three days. Nice. So believe me, they came off butter knife tender, moist, cooked, just, ah. You know, you know, when you bite into something and you're just like, my teeth are singing. (laughs) Your teeth can't sing. You want to bet? Here, have a bite. (laughs) Yeah. These are also the same people who would say, you can't hear a picture and then you hold up a picture of Vizzini and you say, yes, I can. Hey, you see, for, for me, it's more like, yeah, yeah, you can't hear a picture. Then you show the three TIE fighters from the Star Wars movie. You hear the picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was that. So everybody, it's good to be back with you. Uh, like I said, yeah, it's finally getting cold over here in Buffalo. So we are a little bit concerned of course, for folks, because now is going to be the time when folks are going to want to stay indoors and less outdoors, which also means that people are, because of the holiday season, going to be doing a little bit more congregating in grocery stores. Please, please, please be safe. Don't be stupid. So just keep that in mind. We want you staying healthy. If you're with us live, of course, as always, you can join us over in the live chat. Stephanie, Felis, thank you both. Um, Stephanie apparently was um, half asleep and sitting on the plus button there. So, um, way to go. You want some of my coffee? <laughs> you can't. Because, okay, yeah, the easy answer is because, you know, you're over there by the international dateline, but also because this is mine. <laughs> you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> My husband has that same mug. I just yeah, realized this, this one was given to me as a a, a, a Christmas gift a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been really impressed with uh, how well this holds heat because it's one of these double insulated stainless steel knurled uh, guy. This thing looks like by design, like it lost a fight with a vice grip. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And for anybody that's wondering, wait, I can't. I can't picture words in my, yes, you can. If you can hear TIE fighters, you can picture what I'm talking about right now. 
unless yeah. you don't know what a podcast Hubby is. Hubby is not listening to the show. Actually, he's like passed out on the, on the couch right now. But um, anyway, um, happy anniversary. To who? Me. Him. Oh. And here we didn't get you anything. Uh, yeah, we forgot to, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, um, I, get, I, can, I can get you a can of pistachio lovers mixed nuts. Oh, he would love those. Yeah, well, I, I, I'd love to give it to you, but it's 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 empty. I've already eaten it. So I'm, I'm sorry. Well, we can just pretend. <laughs> okay, here. Thank you. You're welcome. I'd otherwise offer you the only other thing of value that I've got in the office right now, which would be the list, but that doesn't hold any sway over here. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true that, true that. We'll see about that. Anyway, uh, so may we ask how many years it's been, or should we just not ask a lady her – well, it's you. I mean, we can we can, we can go ahead and ask that, right? Uh, that I many? Okay, math. that's good. Yeah, I'm doing math. I think you said what year <laughs> you know what it's the year 4378 and man has finally achieved the stars i got married i got married december 18th of 1993 so whatever that meant's out to be wow so you got married uh no wait a second july years august September, October, November, December. You got, you got married five months after I did. Wow. Well, congratulations. Your marriage lasted longer than mine. No. Well, it's not like it's you know, it's not like it's your fault. I mean, she wanted to get the hell out. What am I going to do? Gonna try to keep her? I tried. Yeah. I tried everything that I could, but there's black humor in there, folks. Deal with it. You promised that the show would would not involve. Yeah, math, I, and I guess it's... I said nothing of the sort, so screw you. It, so, well, I guess if you can't remember how many years it is, then that's a good thing. Because um, it's not like a jail sentence. <laughs> you know what? Sure. Yeah, let's 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 go with that. Where you're counting. <laughs> the years have passed by, passed by so blissfully, you don't even have to bother keeping track. As the, old, as the old joke goes, it's been, it's what did we figure, 24 years? How many, 20, 28, I think. 28. 20, 28 years. And they never had a fight. It's a, it's an old joke. It's an old or joke. As we would, or as we would say in, in you know, Shay's Bridgevich, or Shay Bridgevich, you know, nobody's, you know, lost any body parts. There's not been any blood involved. So it's a success. Yeah, 29 years and we still together. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few people that know that reference, and those of you who lost any teeth, hair, or eyeballs, and so we're good. <laughs> you know, uh, only be, only because the 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 little bit of black humor for a second, and and then I promise we'll get we we'll get on over into the uh, uh, the freestyle, the horrible scopes, because the horrible scopes, mwah, they're a thing of gorgeous beauty this week. Trust me, I know. Um, believe it or not, I've actually thought uh, what. What would it be like if my wife were still around today? And for anybody that's kind of wondering about this, because you don't know, my wife passed away in uh, 2005, lost a battle with cancer. But um, I've, I've thought about it over over time. Now, there are a couple of things that she was 
a proud of, I'm not going to say vain of, but she was proud of that. Unfortunately, because of the way the cancer operates and cancer treatments kind of took away from her. One of them was her hair. She loved having long hair. She didn't have an actual proper haircut from when she was a kid until she was in her teens. She could sit on her hair in high school. Give you an idea of that. And reminding you that she was five foot nothing. So, you know, this is a significant amount of hair. Um, and the, the thing about her was that she would go into these things where she loved having long hair. Now, when people talk about long hair, they're like, you know, down to the bottom of your, you know, your shoulder blades. No, 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 no. We're, we're talking, you know, down to, you know, down her spine, you know, and she loved having that because, you know, so many things you could end up doing with it. But then it became, Oh, it's hot and it's heavy in the middle of the summer and you know, you go swimming and you know, what the hell can you do? You can't put it under a, uh, you can't put it under a swim cap because it just leaks and you know what? Fine. I'll, all right. I'm just going to cut it nice and short. Oh, it's so nice and short. It's great. I love it. This little pixie thing and it bounces around and it grows out just a little bit more and like, you know what? This is kind of cool. I miss having the really short hair, but you know what? This is, this is okay. This is still kind of good. And it gets to like that middle part and it's just like, you know, I would really like to have it just grow a little bit longer because, you know, I like having it longer and I kind of miss having it longer. So I'll just let it keep going. And then it gets down to the, oh, it's hot and it's heavy and I really should go ahead and cut it. You know, that thing. Yeah. That yep. cycle over and over. Remember over that years. cycle all too well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now, as we know for well, you know. <clears throat> Because of the way that cancer treatments work, hair follicles, well, they kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Turn off. She had one of the most beautiful bald heads. Honest and truly, she still looked gorgeous. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying it because I'm biased. The other thing that she was proud of, almost to a vain part, was be was something that she told me. And I have used this time and time again. And ladies, the expression is, cleavage is an art form all unto itself. And this is true. This is absolutely true. Now, unfortunately, she had to have a mastectomy on one side. She was probably going to end up having to get another one to be on the safe side of everything. So, you know, it is what it is. And I've thought about it these days. And I've kind of wondered if things had played out differently, would she still have gone ahead and just grown out her hair as complete defiance of the whole damn thing and then had reconstructive surgery to give her back the 36 D double D 38 C or larger depending as to how she wanted to feel about herself, because I could absolutely see her going, yes, I'm five foot. And yes, I could conceivably fall over forward, but you know what? I look good. <laughs> I could absolutely see that because the whole, you know, any kind of cutout window just to be able to go and show it off and just look at me. I'm gorgeous. I would, I would, I can absolutely see that having happened. I could also see her going ahead and saying, you know what? No, the best you're going to get is a B and that's it. Deal with it. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do about it? I'd have the hair. I mean, you know, what more do I need? This is one of those things. Anyway, 
So that did that even qualify as black humor? I don't really think so. Eh, whatever. I don't care. It's all good. Anyway, so how about we go ahead, we uh, we get things rolling, and um, we get to the horrible scopes because I'm really looking forward to getting the horrible scopes. I can't wait to see how this happens. I did go up looking up information for Rafe Badawi. We have no new information for him. So as of tonight's show, it has now been nine years, six months, nine days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. With that done, let me go ahead and get things rolling. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Home. I'm going to quote lyrics to start things off. Some people are going to recognize them. Some people, probably most people, will not, but be that as it may. I'm sitting in the railway station. Got a ticket for my destination. On a tour of one-night stands, my suitcase and guitar in hand, and every stop is neatly planned for a poet and a one-man band. Homeward bound. I wish I was homeward bound. Home, where my thoughts escaping. Home, where my music's playing. Home, where my love lies waiting silently for me. If you're wondering, it comes from a wonderful pair of guys from Queens, New York. Simon and Garfunkel. The name of the song is, of course, Homeward Bound. Just the other day, I was able to get back to the college where my wife and I used to attend, where my son is currently attending, to bring him home for the holidays. Home is many things to many people. And sometimes it's not even a particular location. Sometimes it's a feeling. It's a group of people that you're with. It doesn't have to be where you are. Although, we usually associate it with that. I could go ahead and say that, you know, home for me is where I grew up on Long Island. <laughs> it's not. I could say a lot of things about where I think home is. And uh, in a lot of ways, <laughs> it's not. You know, I'm where I am. I live here. And it's not just the physical aspect of it, the metaphorical aspect. I live here. And even though my wife does not live here, she lives here. She's in my head. She's going to continue to be a good portion of me. Now, I had a thing that ended up happening on Twitter where I... It was reflected in the horrible scopes last week. I ended up, I was going to be going to sleep. But just for a moment, I took a look at my Twitter account and the stuff that was going past. And there was somebody who had just lost his wife. And I think it was, um, I think it was an, an account that was retweeted by Denise Crosby, uh, previously of Star Trek The Next Generation fame. And I saw it, and it was a moment that I absolutely could not just let it go by. I couldn't. It, it, it was not in me to just let somebody in this position, let, just leave them go. I needed to let them know that they were not alone. 
I needed to let them know that there are others out there who care, who are in similar situations. Now, obviously, in my case, you know, it's been, you know, <laughs> it's been over a dozen years. It's been 16 years. And what am I going to do? I'm, yes, I still, in a lot of ways, I still wallow in some of the pain. A lot of the pain still, even to this day, it doesn't go away. It, it gets easier to deal with, but it doesn't go away. Grief is kind of like that. But I let him know. I let him know that he's not alone. And that's something that is more important than almost anything sometimes. Yeah, we can, we can be nice to people and, and we can give them pieces to think about and, you know, we can give them all the accolades that we want and we can give them all the thoughts and prayers that we want. Even the atheist version of it all. But sometimes letting people know that they're not alone, that they have friends that they've never met before, to help them find out where their new home is going to be, what their new normal is going to be. And he was normal very carefully here. And I let them in. I followed them. They followed me back so that they have somebody that they can contact if ever they should need. Maybe in some little way. Some little way. I can help him find a new home. This episode, where's the title? There it is. 389 on the docket, runner. All I want for Saturnalia is, I did at first write Christmas, and I could not get Mariah Carey's hips out of my mind, and I just said, nope, mm -mm, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Screw it. So, Saturnalia it is. Why? Because I would love to have a Christmas orgy. Thank you very much. It's not going to have happened, but that'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Be able to have those all over again, but oh no. Suddenly, the police start coming in about, you know, you're not allowed to charge for people to come into your house anymore. I mean, I, I, I think. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It, it could be. But, in seriousness... Ha ha ha! Look at that! Look at that, you some bitch! Go away! Hate speech. Bye bye. Get the hell out of here. Anyway, I love it when we get people who show up onto the channel who decide that they're going to be, you know, people like this. Because you gave us another view. Thank you. Thank you. You tool. <laughs> Go the hell away. Uh, so how about we go ahead and we just. Isn't there a, isn't there a way to just put user in timeout? Yeah, that, that works. And we'll figure a way of getting, getting rid of all of this.
It's okay. Oh, well, that worked out. <laughs> no worries. It is what it is. You know, that's that's the beautiful part about this. People don't want to agree with me. That's fine. They can go ahead and they can... What's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, what's the expression? Oh, yeah. They can go fuck themselves. There's my one. So we'll do that. Now that we got that out of the way, let's have a little bit of fun, shall we? Sounds like a good plan? Yeah. Excellent. So, with that done and dusted, let's get to the horrible scopes, because Lord knows this is going to be a hell of a lot more fun. So, for those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, just make it up as you go along. Doesn't really much matter. Um, yeah, this is going to work out differently, because... Um, Yes, because this time, Dallin, you're in a different position, so you're not repeating yourself from last night. This works out well. Okay. So, being that it's Christmas this week, we found gifts for all of you. So, get your holiday catalogs ready, and we'll see who gets socks and who gets an official Red Rider Carbine Action 200-shot range model air rifle. You know who you are. And I was driving out to see my friends today, and I saw... One of those damn Fragili lamps in a window. Just perfect. It was so great. Aries, we're sending you back to 1989. Toys R Us. Because they had the exclusive rights to sell the battery-operated Back to the Future Part 2 car that you could drive around in. So long as you were under 75 pounds or 34 kilograms, you'd be paying $160 for it then, meaning it'd be like paying $358 now. And I just realized, Unrenault Tech has just joined us. Good morning, sir. Hi. <laughs> um, you sound, um, awake. It's been a very busy day. That's 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 fair enough. And so, it's only getting busier and busier the closer we get to the holiday. Because when you're the only one accomplishing anything, everybody asks you to do something. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going to get some time in a, a new video game that I like to play called Icarus First Cohort. Now, the problem with the game is, is that um, if you're in hardcore mode uh, and you die, you're dead. If you're on a drop, um, a prospect, and you don't get out in time, your character is permanently dead, just like hardcore. Uh, so I was attempting a six-hour prospect when I got called away for seven hours. So I came back at my level 47 that I spent so much time on was dead. Yay. Yeah, I can see where that would be. Just need you for a moment. Yeah. A moment became seven hours. Seven hours later. Yeah, exactly. Seven yeah. hours. Later. Yeah, I can't do the French accent. We need. Do we have a Frenchman in the house? God uh, damn it! Seven hours later. That's close enough. Close enough for government work. And the funny thing is, is, none of this has anything to do with government work. I actually had to do two grocery store runs today. Two. Okay. By the so, way, a uh, fun fact, uh, if anybody online who is listening in or 
watching or whatever, shops with giant food and shops online, and you plan on doing some shopping for a friend or somebody in need, and you attempt to shop for them. So you get the grocery cart all set up, and then you realize, oh, I forgot to log into the web page because I need to sign in. Otherwise, they won't do the delivery. And you sign in, and your zip code does not match your friend's zip code. Uh, the giant grocery cart website thingy will empty out your entire basket history because the two zip oh. codes don't match up. Um, Hour and a half on the phone trying to figure out a grocery list. Got the whole thing squared away. And then that. You know what? <laughs> I'd rather remap a Domino or a Lotus Domino server. Okay. How about this? Hold on to that for when we get into the actual. Are we doing horrible scopes? We are. Yes. Okay, I'll come in last after the th well, it depends where we're at. Yeah. Dallin? Okay. Uh Horace. Congratulations. You're going to make it through Christmas without failing at Whamageddon. Enjoy opening your gifts, even if you don't like what you get. At least you can wait until Boxing Day and give it away. No, that doesn't count against you. You're getting over-the-calf, double-color striped athletic socks, and you're going to like them. They're hand-me-downs from your neighbor's kid. And don't ask about the underwear. You know, there's a Best of Wham that was released in 97. Stop. 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 Gemini. We are putting you in charge of Kinner products from 1977 this week. This one pisses me off so bad. Well, you wrote it. And? Skywalker. So why should you be pissed? Just, because you wrote it. Re Just read it and you'll see why. Read it and you'll see why. Jim and I, we're putting you in charge of Kinner products from 1977 this week. Luke Skywalker with yellow telescoping lightsaber. Princess Leia Organa with blaster and vinyl cape, and R2-D2 with the clicking head and authentic body decals. You need to figure out how to make sure the lightsaber can't slide out of his arm. Yes, his arm. The blaster can't get swallowed by the two-year-old, and how to keep the decals from peeling at the first hint of humidity. Your year-end bonus is on the line, so don't screw this up. A yellow lightsaber for Luke. They put a yellow lightsaber in Luke's arm. Yeah. By the way, I had an Ace McCloud uh, Centurion complete with orbital interceptor and Skybolt. Funny you should mention about that. We'll be coming around to that momentarily. Mm -hmm. And I had the Jake Rockwell with that big-ass missile on his arm. I never lost the missile because I tied it to his arm with a string. Smart guy. Over to you. All right. So. Cancer. Cancer. Me, right? Mm -hmm. Cancer Moonchild. Straight out of 2002, you're getting the Nokia 5100 track phone. 
With your $80 purchase, about $125 today, you get 10 minutes of airtime and 60 days of activation included. Voicemail and caller ID plus nationwide long distance is included. Just renew your phone by purchasing a new track phone prepaid airtime wireless card before your time expires and you'll be the envy of every yuppie on the block. Please expect a two-week delivery on all orders. No CODs, please. Nobody knows about CODs anymore. Cash on delivery, folks. Do they even exist anymore? You know, I don't. Yes. in If you're doing purchasing with the government, they have what they call net terms, uh, which is equivalent of COD. Um, net terms 30, 60, and 90, at least with the U.S. government. Uh, and the, the numbers mean how many days until they better receive your payment. So if it's a net 30 agreement, you have 30 days from the time of the receipt of the product to pay your bill. Yeah, it's nice enough of them. Leo, you get the best gift this year. Mattel's Dungeons and Dragons computer oh. labyrinth game from 1980. Find your way through the labyrinth on a touch-sensitive electronic board. Electronic sounds help you locate labyrinth walls, which shift with each new game. But watch out. Electronic sounds tell you the dragon is after you. Find and steal the treasure before the dragon gets you and you win. The hardest part about this game is finding a 9-volt battery to run it on. Uh, I have to disagree. Because now they make lithium-ion 9-volt batteries that plug have micro U embedded micro-USB ports to recharge them. So you can literally just buy a couple 9-volts and never have to worry again about that frickin' um, uh, smoke alarm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, fun, fun fact, I was actually born in 78, only two years before that product was uh, officially released. But even throughout my childhood, I can remember that still being in stores for many years when I was finally cognizant of what Dungeons & Dragons was and actually wanting that. I had it. How I want it. How how was it? It did you was actually enjoy it. I did, I did. Oh. I could beat it every damn time because it was <laughs> relatively easy. But oh my god, I loved that. See, I could see them remaking that with today's technology, updating it with the LEDs, actually having RGB LEDs in there. Yeah, there's one small problem. You'd have to be negotiating the contract with the ghost of Gary Gygax, and he's not real talkative these days. Yeah. It's still mm -hmm. cool. Dallin? Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> my curiosity got the better of me. <laughs> I, I'm trying to find out the whole yellow lightsaber thing, and all I'm getting are a bunch of head cannoners trying to suss this out, and it's just... You see? You see? Yeah. You know, the worst part is, um, Disney through the new comics that they've been coming up with, mm -hmm. uh, have actually made it so that Luke's lightsaber between empire strikes back and return of the Jedi is yellow. They're trying to actually canonize it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. 
it's no. Disney trying to do something and just utterly failing. Disney, you know what? Just give it to John Favreau and just walk away, guys. Yeah, Disney. Let let, let Uncle. Let Uncle Johnny handle it. Yeah, Disney, I'm going to do something to you that uh, Luke, at the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back, couldn't do. <laughs> there you go. And that was my you right flipped. hand. I was going to say, you flipped two birds, didn't you? Anyways, Virgo. Might have. You're getting the 1970s gift, ba- gift grab bag, Virgo. Now, you might groan at some of these, but trust us, these are going to be great. From Milton Bradley, you're getting Simon and the Microvision <gasps> Blockbuster Games, Tomy's Digital Derby Auto Raceway, Coleco's Digits Game, Parker Brothers Merlin, and the Texas Instruments Mr. Challenger. Expect to have to buy all the batteries for these. <laughs> some were 9 volts, some were C batteries. God help yep. if you had to get C batteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Libra. Straight out of the J.C. Penney's 1985 Christmas catalog, we're getting you the Brothers Student Writer 2 Electronic Typewriter. It comes with a replaceable daisy wheel print head plus correction ribbon, snap-on lid, and an easy carry handle. And at $200, or you know, $515 today, what a bargain! That was actually... That was actually really, really impressive at the time. Correction ribbon, a replacement yeah, print head, so you could have different fonts. Yeah, you're talking about the IBM Selectric. No, we're talking about the, the, <laughs> or the student writer because it was cheaper, and it didn't have the ball head type thing that the golf ball. I I still yeah. don't understand yeah. that damn thing. The, the golf ball was actually repl- easily replaceable. Um, it resulted in um the what was unique about the design of the golf ball which ironically uh, so you're talking to a guy who grew up in an ibm family by the way um the golf ball was originally uh before it was uh, before the golf ball design was finalized it was originally a mushroom shape um the reason why it changed to a golf ball was they figured out that they could increase the speed at which it could put the impressions on the paper. Okay. The ball has, for those who aren't aware, um, typewriters, uh, they put a letter on a page by slamming a hammerhead of a let with a letter on it called typeface against a ribbon, typically uh, uh, an ink embedded black ink embedded ribbon against a piece of paper and then the paper would shift over one character and you'd hit a key on the key on the typewriter and it hit it again. So instead of all these hammers going flying or a daisy wheel spinning, the golf ball actually had less travel to get to the various characters. So it could actually keep up better with the speed typists. So when it came to businesses that relied on recreating documents by typing, the f- the faster, the more money they made. So the Selectric um, became one of the most iconic typewriters or one of the most well- demanded I- typewriters of the business world. In fact, one of the Selectrics was actually used to create um, one of the first terminal integrations to a computer. Yeah, the keyboard okay. for the Selectric was actually modified 
so that it could be plugged into a computer terminal system. Um, which is why the computers back then, uh, the computer keyboards back then were almost exactly like a typewriter ones before they started adding things like function keys and all that fun stuff to it. Yeah. It's really cool. The history of the selectric is amazing. Fun stuff. Moving on. And I'm really pissed off that you're getting this one instead of me. Would you like to swap? You do Scorpio and I'll do Sagittarius. No, no. Okay. No. Why start now? Okay. Scorpio. You think toys are expensive now? Let's take you back to 1986 and the new hotness cartoon series, The Centurions. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let me do it. Power Extreme. I love having the God voice on that one. (laughs) I used to watch the cartoon uh, and had the toy too. Kenner sold the Ace McCloud doll action action figure for $13. Better. About. 33 today. But if you wanted the add-on Skybolt system, you need to shell out another $20 then, roughly $50 today. So yeah, almost $90 for an action figure with one set of add-ons that you just know are going to go missing inside a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I actually had um I had the Ace and the Cloud, I had the Skybolt system. Um I had a couple other things too, but I also have uh here's a flashback to the past mask. Yep. Oh boy. Have, have we done that one to death a few times? Oh yeah. We may have, but I still have that blue Cadillac powder blue Cadillac <laughs> that converts to a tank on my shelf with mm. all the parts. And I still take it out from time to time. Make sure everything turns around that there's no rust, no nothing on it because it's awesome. Spoilers, a Cadillac is technically a tank, even though it's a car. Oh, or at yeah. least back in the 70s, they still were. Early 80s, uh, you know, the, the tuna boat hey, still, but, you know. My folks had a Pontiac uh, station wagon back in the 80s, and that thing was two tons of steel surrounded by more steel. That was a tank, too. Sounds about right. Oh, <laughs> God, I love this one. Sagittarius. You get to be the life of the party, Sagittarius. We're taking you back to 1978. This is important. And getting you a deluxe Santa suit from J.C. Penney's. Nine-piece. Follow on this one. All of you that know your chemistry, follow about this one. Nine-piece. Acrylic plush pile with polypropylene fleece trim. The set included white cotton gloves, jacket, pants, hat, beard, belt, and eyebrows. One size fits all. And at $60 then, about $255 today, won't all the kids be happy to see you? Just stay away from open flames and cigarettes. <laughs> Anybody that knows their chemistry knows why. <laughs> uh, yeah, the suit mate makes you become the next superhero, short-lived superhero called Foosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But here, here's a fun part about that uh, that that uh, uh, that plastic is that um, that same material, if you got it below zero degrees centigrade, it actually became brittle. Sounds about right. 
How many kids did you know who used to get like new pajamas that were supposed to be warm and fuzzy? Jump out in the snow in it. Why are kids jumping out in the snow in the? You know what? I don't. I don't, I don't care. Kids Move it on. do Move that. On. Move on. Kids do do that. Seriously. Move it on. Get Move excited. On. You want to go show your before the internet, before the telephones were cell phones. You know, you wanted to show your friend. Hey, dude, check this out. Look what I got. Look what I got. You know, he might be your next door neighbor. Yeah. Moving along. Kids. Yeah, I grew up around other kids. So we did stupid shit. <laughs> All right. Not too stupid. Some of us lived. Uh, Capricorn. <clears throat> You have the unenviable task of working the floor at Sears in 1977. Trying to convince gift shoppers that the Sears Telegames was exactly the same machine as the Atari 2600. Which is true. <laughs> it's true. Both, yeah, both sold for the same retail price of $199, or about $850 today. And with each game at $25, or about $115 now, those sixty-dollar Nintendo Switch titles aren't looking so bad, huh? Eight hundred fifty dollars for the base well, console and one or two games. You know the funny thing is uh, today, mm-hmm. like uh, I was I was saying last night, uh, my Xbox One finally packed it in, mm-hmm. which kind of sucked because I was really wanting to play Halo Infinite, and so I started looking for a replacement. You know, now you have the two new Xboxes, the Series S and the Series X. Now, the Series S retails for about $350 right now, which is fine. But there's no um, no DVD drive. Ergo, no backwards compatibility with your Xbox One games. Which kind of sucks. And I'm pretty sure even if you have an account, you know, Microsoft account... And they know you've purchased those games. They're probably not going to let you just download them for free. Although I should check into that. Anyways. So then you get to the Xbox Series X. Now this has a DVD drive. It is backwards compatible with um, all your old classic uh, Xbox One games. Retail price. And this is like a no frill set. About $750. So my conclusion, if I'm really thinking of playing Halo Infinite, uh, I think I'll just, you know, get a new video card. That's the only thing stopping me right now is my computer actually does not have the horsepower to run it. Which we'll is have sad. Get, I, we'll have, we'll I haven't had to deal with that in like 30 years. <laughs> yeah, nice to have the Atari 2600. Santa brought it to me. I had the 2600 as well until it broke. Uh, we skipped over the 5200 because ours lasted longer, <laughs> lasted beyond that. And about the time it broke, they had already released the Atari 7800. So uh-huh. my dad picked that up because I had been well-behaved, done a lot of chores, worked real hard and all that. So he replaced the broken 2600 with 7800, which was an amazing leap because this thing had two buttons that did different things in the games, which was <laughs> blew my mind. It was like, I can use a, I, I have to use two buttons to do different things. It was, it was a, seriously. And um, the games were amazing. There was no computer mouse back then, dude. Put the mouse down. I have two buttons. Yeah, back then it was a single button and a joystick. I got you. Yeah. So when you had a game 
suddenly you could take two different kinds of actions. In. It was amazing. Plus, they were smart. The 2600 games worked on the 7800 system. Aquarius, you're working the sales floor at Sears, too, only in the clothing department. Granimal's brand clothing is simple. Just match the animal on the tags, and the styles work together. Zebra, monkey, lion, and alligator. And you're going to do better than Capricorn, since your animals are still being produced today. It's true. It's true. By the way, for the final one, is this in Canadian dollars or uh, yes. U.S. freedom units? Nope. This is this is oh, this is Canadian money. Okay, so it's funny money. Got it. <laughs> Pisces, and for our Canadian friends, eh? We're not forgetting you. From the Canadian Tire Fall in Winter, 1972 to 1973 catalogs front page, they're advertising. Big Paw brand studded tires starting at twenty five dot fifty, about a hundred and seventy dollars today. Hold it, hold it. Yeah, I know. I said fifty. No, you said point. What? Dot. No, I said dot, not point. No, you said point. Or did I said point. Yeah. Twenty five dollars and fifty cents. Are you really yeah. that much? You know what? Whatever. But but dollars means American money. No, it doesn't. Just <laughs> dude it's so easy to push your buttons dude don't piss <laughs> off the norwegian over there in the top left hand corner uh we don't have anybody in the top left hand corner on my screen we're all in a straight line um <laughs> all right so 25 dollars 50 cents about 175 dollars now and hockey skates starting at 25 dollars and 95 cents, so about $160. At least the padded hockey gloves are $17.95, um, which is $116. Which just goes to prove, in Canada in the winter, you're getting to your holiday destination one way or the other. And we had a very long discussion last night about studded tires in the winter. <laughs> I remember the year in New York where we had to actually uh, turn uh, to dispose of our studded tires because they were no longer legal to use on the road. Yep. The studded tires and chains because they tore the roads to shit. There was an exception made for the area of New York I lived in, though. Um, be, uh, the school buses were allowed to put chains on the bus tires um, under specific weather conditions because uh, we lived in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is certain and you can difference. always figure out who the out-of-towners were. Oh, they were hilarious. Oh, God, they were hilarious. And then I moved down south like in high, in high school, and... One day I woke up, uh, I think it was like my second week, because uh, I moved um, October, November, something like that. Anyway, um, I watched the news before I would go to school every morning, and it said school was closed due to threat of snow. I had never heard of such a thing. I was like, they're they're. They don't know who I am, but they know I moved and they're pulling one over on me. I went outside. I'm looking around. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's not cold enough to snow. I go back in, change the other weather stations. Same shit. What? 
who the hell ever closed a school due to threat of snow? This is unheard of for me. So the family decides, okay, let's see what's going on. Never snowed. Go out on the town. There are cars on the side of the road that have literally driven into a ditch. There's no snow on the ground. They were driving so erratically, they wound up in the ditch. We decided to go into one of the grocery stores just just to see how stupid this really was. The bread aisle was virtually empty. The milk was virtually empty. Toilet paper was almost gone. Eggs were off the shelf. And the lines were from the registers almost to the back of the store. And me and my folks, we have no idea what the hell is going on. There are times like that. I completely, I completely get it. There's a big difference between being in an area where snow really isn't that big a problem and areas where, oh yeah, snow can be life and death. And when you're not in a life and death area, it's so funny to watch the people who think that they are. We We had a two hour school delay whenever there was two feet of snow on the ground because that gave them a chance to put the chains on the bus tires. That's fair. So that I can go ahead and close out that section, incredibly late for us, those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you enjoyed them, good. Try to be nice, because Lord knows the fat man's coming soon, and somebody's going to have to clean up after him. Dear Santa Claus, yes, I've been a naughty boy this year, and it was worth it, you fat, judgmental bastard. I was actually going to say something more along the lines of, and it was worth it, but you know what? That's perfectly fine. If you'd like me to be nicer to you next week, or alternatively worse to somebody else, you can always, you know, bribe me. Not about bribery. We can talk terms later. COD is, um, I don't do COD, but you know, we'll figure it from there. Anyhow, so we're talking about what we want from Santa this week. Why am I talking about Santa on an atheist show? Because we know full well, we're just putting it out there in the ether. We want to have somebody that we can bounce it against. And Lord knows a big fat consumerism boy is a perfect opportunity for us to go ahead and throw things at, you know, like darts or jarts more specifically. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way to do things. And in all seriousness, it's kind of a, a little bit of a sanity check to find out what's important to us. Me, I'm going to tell you right now, if I had the ability of getting anything from Santa, I would still say the same damn thing as what I do whenever anybody says, you have a genie that is going to give you one wish. What is it that you wish for? My one has been for a very long time, believe it or not, not to get rid of cancer. My one is, I want the elimination of willful ignorance. Santa, can you give me that? Oh, no? Okay. I'll take a dragon in red instead, then. Thank you very much. (laughs) There's some people that get that reference right there. So come on, guys, don't leave me out here waiting. There's got to be something that you want. I mean, it does. It, it, you, you could go ahead and go back and say, you know what? I would really like to have the six-switch Atari 2600 back again. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be perfectly fine, too. 
or, you know, um, maybe to have uh, Activision being, you know, at the forefront of like good quality games again, like they used to be, you know, back in 1979 and 80 and 81. Thank you. That'd be nice. I'm sorry. Am I projecting just a little bit? Just a little bit. I was talking with yeah, my I friends remember. earlier tonight about that. Yeah, Activision used to be really good. And then all of a sudden, well, they added new names to the end of their name. And well. Yeah. Yeah, but the question <laughs> that comes up there, it's like, okay, was it the fact that they added a name? Or was it the fact that they added their name to something and it just corrupted? You know, there's a there's a really good existential question right there. And I don't think it really much matters right now. I just want to go ahead and blow up. Uh, their social accounts. Yeah, that's 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 what I meant. Good recovery there, right? Yeah. I'm going with that. So, what do you think, guys? Come on, this got to be this got to be something good. Something something you something you didn't get as a kid. Something that you wanted to get as a kid. Something something you want to get now. You guys over there in the live chat too. You know, you're you're not immune over here. I'm gonna pull you in. Uh, I asked Santa for years for one of those easy bake ovens, and I never did get one. Ooh, that's not a bad <laughs> one, but at the same time, um, those are dangerous. Still, I know a little bit. I know a little bit. I know, but I really, really wanted one. <laughs> You know the best part about it is you can get the uh you can get the mixes separately now. So if you ever want to make some just for yourself, you can do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can. So which means that you could just do it in your toaster oven. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> no, it's safer. It's also exceedingly expensive, so you might as yeah. well just go ahead and just get a, a thing of frozen. Oh God, we didn't. You know, we stopped at the grocery store to get a couple of last minute things for the house, and we passed on getting uh, sticks of frozen um, cookie dough. And and now I'm thinking to myself, damn it, I could really go for a little piece of. I'm fat enough. I really shouldn't be eating frozen cookie dough. Whatever. Dallin, something. Uh, maybe you didn't uh, get. Uh, maybe maybe you didn't get a a a a great one hockey stick. <laughs> Never my thing. Uh, I don't know. If we're really shooting for the moon, I'd I'd like this whole situation that we're in right now to just end, you know, for, for everybody just to wake up tomorrow morning and all the people who are in the ICU are fully recovered. Everybody who's in hospital is fully recovered from all of this. And the reason I say that is because today for the first time in two years, I actually attended an event that was held by our local fandom people. And it hit me while I was there that I hadn't seen these people in almost two years. And I mean, I got tackled by somebody who, and in a nice way, because I hadn't seen her in a long time. And 
I don't know what it is. I, I guess she just thinks that, you know, because of my size, I'm bear huggable. And I, I still got a rib that's still trying to unbend itself at this point, but you know, I'm not complaining too much, <laughs> but the thing is, it was great to see these people again. It was great to sit down, have a drink with these guys and gals. And you know, there's a supposed to be a con coming up this summer. Um, not too far from here. And I would just like all this craziness to be over so that I could get back together with these people and just kind of remind myself of all the good things that this community is capable of and not constantly being reminded of all the bad things that this community's becoming infamous for. That, and I would also like the uh, portable sound booth thing I keep uh, harping about on Amazon because <laughs> that could really help a certain alternate career plan I have. No, it's fair enough. By the way, over in chat, Felix has said, what I wanted as a kid, a creepy crawler's bug maker set. And oh, God, I remember, I remember those. And if I remember correctly, those things were slightly toxic with the stuff that you could make with them. <laughs> well, no, wait, <laughs> a, wait, a, wait, a, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I'm trying to remember if if that was the one that you could eat the stuff that you made in it. Because I, I think that's what that one was. Well, there were two of them. There was one you could make where you could make the candies. And then there yeah. was one where it was just rubbery type stuff that you really shouldn't eat. Right. That's, that's uh, what I'm trying to and remember. As soon as she, which... And as soon as you said that, all I could hear was Murdoch from the AT movie. It's only temporary paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you want secret sauce? No, none of that antifreeze marinade. It's only temporary paralysis and blindness. <laughs> Come on, Tech. I don't understand why. You... <laughs> Come on, man. Hmm? Give us. Come on. What is it that you you you'd like? Come on. There's got to be something. Hammer over uh, IP is not going to have happened, so you can just set that one aside for right now. No, there were things I wanted as a kid just because, you know, they, they were marketed well to me. Um, but they were marketed well, period, to kids. And, you know, looking back on it, it's a lot of stuff that I realized that if I had gotten it, I probably would have played with it for about five, six minutes, maybe a day or two at the most. And then it would have been like stuck in a box in the back of the closet. Um, what I have is wishes, you know, regrets where there were certain things I had that I wish I had kept better track of. For example, um, I had toys called rock lords. Uh, now for, uh, those who don't know rock lords was a spinoff of GoBots. Yes. Uh, so the GoBots wound up on another planet. Um, and they were attacked by, uh, parasitic, uh, alien bugs that could literally suck the electric energy out of you. Rock Lords were the robots that had evolved in a rocky outer shell. So instead of transforming of cars and such, they transformed into like uh, the leader of the good guys was called Boulder, and he transformed into a giant Boulder. Um, okay. So it was you know it was very <laughs> truth and advertising. They're, they're, yeah, there were ones that were named after jewels. There were ones named after rocks. There was ones named after fossils. Yeah, so on. Right. And um, one of the rock lords I had was Nugget. And he was a gold nugget. And he was a very unique 
the superhero who had amnesia. Unlike all the other rock lords, he had hidden functions, uh, a hidden panel in his chest that had super um, abilities that the other rock lords didn't have. There was something very special about Nugget. And if you bought the toy, Nugget was the tiniest of them all, just like in the cartoon. But he weighed the most out of all the other toys. The other ones felt like plastic. He felt like a lead weight. Okay. He was made out of all metal, except for the uh, very outer coating. And he had a secret chest panel that you had to open the toy very specific way that there were no instructions for to get that panel open. That was on purpose, by the way. The, the manufacturers it. did that on purpose to make it true to the cartoon. No, I believe it. I was one of very few kids out of all of us that had rock lords that had nugget because there was a limited run. He went off the shelves like crazy and people promptly lost him. I had nugget for up until I moved out of New York, somewhere in the move nugget went missing. Oh <laughs> yeah. I have the other rock lords. They're, eh, they're okay. You know, I gave them to my son. Um, he kind of played with them for a few minutes and then stuck them in a box in the back of the closet. But uh, Nugget Nugget was um, Nugget was cool, and um, you know it, it was just like, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. The I also had uh, flashlights. I have a lot of flashlights now. I still buy flashlights. I have. An addiction to flashlights. My current acquisition is a jet beam. For those in the know, I have a few Hank lights. Um, for those who don't know, don't go down that hole unless you want to uh, destroy your wallet. Um, but they're good lights. They're little hand cannon torches. Um, the jet beam's more of a good air, everyday carry with a uh, tactile rotary switch. Yeah, I could get into it all day long. But I had very old ones that were kind of unique. And they're showing up on like eBay and things like that. Um, and they're going for a lot of money, some of them. And I'm going, man, I had that one. I had that one. I had that one. I know I have that one. It's in a box somewhere. I got to find it. <laughs> and I even have some uh, some old ones from my, uh, my paternal grandfather that are uh, showing up where people will take them and then convert them to like LED lights and throw in lithium ion batteries into them and all that. So, um, no, the only thing I really want, uh, this year is I'd like some peace and quiet. I would like to stop being everybody's gopher and just have some time to myself. That makes sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And before anybody goes ahead and starts, you know, starts with the really, really dark humor of, well, an ice pick can do that for you. No, we're not doing this. We're not going down yeah, that no, road. It, yeah. Um, and Felix is correcting, by the way. The one that I was remembering that you could actually <gasps> was incredible edibles. Very good. I absolutely had forgotten about that one. And because of everything, if I were to go ahead and, you know, try and search it up, I'd, I'd be very much clackety clackety. And there's only so much work <laughs> that Dallin can do to clear that up because he doesn't do that because he can't. Not Somebody is selling their Rock Lord nugget. Because, of course, they are. $50. Eh, it's a small investment in your childhood. I had 
I had been given, I, I talked about this last night with, with Dallin and, and, and Joe, I had been given one Christmas as a, oh God, I don't remember how old I was, kind of like 12 or something. I was gifted, reminding you, Christmas, which would have put it around uh, 19, let's call it, let's call it 1980, 81-ish. I was gifted for Christmas. A skateboard. If anybody is kind of wondering what's so what's so weird about that, let me remind you. It was winter in North America. A skateboard could not be used for about another two months. Because ain't no way I'm allowed to ride that in the house. Fall over sideways, have the thing shoot out, and put a three-inch dent into the plywood that makes up the walling in my house as a kid. Do I know a little something about this? Absolutely not. I don't know a damn thing about what I'm talking about right now. Not a damn thing. Only to finally try it out and hit a... In, in, in the summer, that, that very summer, to hit a, a pebble about the size of my thumbnail and go flying forward and scrape up both of my knees like crazy and the undersides of my wrists. Thank you very much. Folks, if anybody ever wants to know a little something about how loud you can scream with Bactine, come to me. I'll be more than happy to explain it to you. You're welcome. God, incredible edibles. Wow, that goes back a long ways. <laughs> that, the creepy crawlies. Man, those were dangerous toys, too. I come to find out years later. There were a lot of toys, you know, ba back in our day that oh, these days would never, um, they would never fly. That's true. And for some of them, rightly so. I mean, I joked about jarts earlier before, otherwise known as lawn darts. Absolutely. Mm. Those things as designed should never have gone to market. Hey, we had a set. Oh yeah. And what was really funny is when they started doing the recall and everything else, my dad hit him in the garage so nobody would get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Felis. Wow. Feel saying, oh, I scored big for Christmas this year. Three cast iron Wagner. I'm going to pronounce it Wagner because music. Okay, it's maybe Wagner. I don't care. It's Wagner. Wear frying pans. Uh, <gasps> a 10 inch, uh, I'm assuming that's a 10 inch Dutch oven, and a dual mantle Coleman lantern, all from the 40s. Nice. Folks, if you can find some of this stuff, the cast iron cookware especially, from the goddamned 40s, it will outlast your grandkids. And it's even better because it was if it was sold in the 40s, chances are it's probably unirradiated metal. There's some people who are kind of wondering, what the hell is he talking about? There is a difference in metal from pre-atomic bomb drop and post-atomic bomb drops. 
There really is. Yes, I know a little something about stuff. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the what the difference was in the middles. I just remember that there is like a difference in steel from pre and post, and I don't know why. Uh, mm. I don't rem- I don't remember what it is or what it was. I-, I just remember that there is like some reason why it's like a, a notable thing. I don't know. I don't know. Is there anything that was disappointing? Mm-hmm. I guess probably the best. I mean, like, like I said, yeah, that's a can of worms to open up. Well, yeah, true enough. But like I said, I mean, for me, I mean, getting getting a, a skateboard in the middle of winter when you gotta wait the uh, three months before you can use it—that that was kind of, you know, a little disappointing to a certain degree. At least it was for me. I think the worst for me was like, okay, growing up because of the size of my family, we always drew names for who would be buying for whom. That's fair. And that worked out really well. But, uh, you know, as, as we got older and we, you know, moved away and stuff like that, um, like the past few years with my family, it's always been, um, kind of a Chinese auction thing. And okay, I understand not really knowing, you know, what to buy for somebody or trying to be generic, but there were a couple of years that were just, where the hell did your imagination go? <laughs> like there, there was one year I went out and I, I went to this one uh, toy store just for fun. And it was like, it was toys and games and stuff. And what did I, f- I ended up getting, it was like, uh, it's like cards against humanity, but it's with, uh, internet memes. Oh, okay. So, so the, your, your black card is a meme, just a picture from a meme from the internet. And then you have your phrase cards, like the white cards and you try to match it. It was a hit and it was only, and I got it on sale. It was like 25 bucks. And everybody thought that was a really good idea. Just about everybody else who did stuff that year, it was just like, wow, you went to the Max store last night and picked this up, didn't you? <laughs> and for those of you who are wondering, Max is kind of like the Circle K or the 7-Eleven. <laughs> Basically, it's the gas station across the street, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, you know, so last year, there were no gifts. It was, um, I got to go to my niece's place because of the unspecified virus of unknown origin. We have to say that. Um, Wait, we as in Canada or YouTube? Uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube we... is very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? So to yeah. a certain I, I'm trying to say it more with a drunken Scottish accent, but unfortunately I'm not drunk. So, so if um, we're mis- making a, le- a reference to um, uh, Futurama, we could still get banned. That ought to be interesting. No, it's just it's just for a long time. Why they may still be doing it if you happen to mention the word no, in, for, in, for, in a video for, on YouTube, they would demonetize you. Just boom. We're well, not making money anyway. Yeah, that, well, we're that, not. that part isn't the problem. But yeah, to 
to go ahead and, you know, not, not put too fine a point on it. Yeah. YouTube slash Google is a little bit, um, hyper paranoid about some folks saying the C word, the other C word. And it's, you know, it's, it's probably safer when all is said and done it, perfectly fine. You know, we'll, 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 we'll just deal with as, as we're going along. But anyway, so I just feel bad for Futurama. I, because when the newest variant came out, <laughs> uh, the first thing that came to mind was Futurama. There's an alien from a planet with the same name. Oh. Yeah. And he gets stoned by eating a human hippie. Wouldn't we all? It's funny as hell. You got to see it. So I, I think a couple of guys that I followed on, on YouTube were, were referring to it as the happy fun time something or the other global party yeah well you just uh look up a youtube uh film critic called the critical drinker (laughs) and and he's the one that does the unspecified virus of unknown origin and the picture that he puts up when he does it you know exactly what he's talking about exactly who he's taking aim at but algorithmically speaking, the AI can't pick it up because, yeah. Because yeah. it takes a human to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, honestly, he's funny as hell when it comes to his views on movies these days. Hmm. And and some of the ones he's done has just been unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, remember when I said Star Trek Into Darkness was a terrible movie? See right there. That's where I said it. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, here comes Star Trek Beyond. So set your phasers to fucked and here we go again. There's my one. <laughs> Perfectly Yeah, he's he he is an absolute riot. Um, anyways, but because of that whole thing, uh the best gift I got last year was actually just being able to go to my nieces for a Christmas dinner last year and that was all it was. That's all I really wanted. It was a massive, you know, it was a big turkey feast. She loves to do those. They got a bunch of the cookies that I baked every, I bake every year <laughs> because, be, because I had to bring them. That kind of was the price of admission. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a long <laughs> story behind that whole band thing. Yeah. Another time, another time. Yeah. Um, you know, this year there, we're still making plans. Um, we're just trying to gauge like, okay, what can we do versus what are we allowed to do versus, you know, what happens next? But I mean, my entire family, we all got, we're we're all shot up. We're all good. You know, we're all, we follow, you know, this has been a lot of the outrage from a lot of people. Like you, you, you catch people on the, on the news well, they said, you know what? We have followed all your damn rules. We have, you've said to, to mask up, we've masked up. You said when the vaccine was available that we should get it. We all got it. We got the second dose. Some of us got the booster. I still don't have mine yet, but yeah, whatever. I, I still have to do mine yet too. But the, but the thing is, you've jumped through all the hoops they tell you to jump through. But there just doesn't feel like there's ever going to be an end in sight. And with this last variant. A lot of people up here, even the ones who've been diligent, are getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. 
And it's to the point where they're saying like, you know, this one is supposed to have milder symptoms, you know, almost flu-like. Yeah. Well, it just killed a Senator. Oh, did it? Maybe, maybe last. Oh no, they announced it. Oh, did they? It it, it officially made the news. They announced that it killed him. Okay. The, The cynical part of me is thinking that could be a good thing. But again, I watch too much YouTube. The, the big thing about the newest variant that I was reading about, and I, you know, they may have changed stances since I read about it, and I've only read about it the last couple of days, was that it's not that it's more deadly than the other one going around. It's that it, when you catch it, it's more prolific in how quickly it reproduces itself. Mm-hmm. And anybody who understands anything about viruses knows that for a virus to mutate, well, you have to catch it so that it can replicate and then the mutations occur during that process. So if it's more contagious, even though possibly less deadly, it means that it has more opportunity to mutate into something that goes, uh, blah. <laughs> well, and there's one more piece to this, and this is, you know, this may be relevant to Shajit because of where he lives, but, you know, just in general, um, but New York has a shortage right now of monoclonal antibodies. They're very hard to come by in oh, Delta is still mean, going around. You mean and, they're actually allowed to use them now? I, I thought there was a huge embargo on those things for the longest time. Oh, I mean, no, they've been using them, but I know that down here, like DeSantis and people like that were saying, oh, you don't need to worry about getting COVID vaccine. If you get COVID, you just show up and we'll give you some you know, monoclonal antibodies and send you on your way. Um, but those are, they're in very, very, very short supply. Yeah. But then but, Biden basically said, uh, Florida, you can't have those things anymore. We're cutting off your supply from this company. And but, I mean, there's a shortage okay, in we'll general and, 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 um, the data is out now to where they have zero effect on Omicron that Omicron can, can hundred percent escape either the Regeneron or the Eli Lilly, and it has zero effect on Omicron. And so what they're having to do now is they're stockpiling some that they had started making with the original SARS, but there's not enough right now to cover everyone. They've only got about 50,000 doses, and so they're having to ramp up production of those. The thing that pisses me off the most about the whole damn thing is, what's the old expression? An ounce of prevention is worth oh, yeah. more than a pound of cure. And if you can't get the quote-unquote pound of cure, and I'm using quote-unquote because, spoiler alert, I'm using air quotes here, because mm-hmm. the cure is not working, because it's not a cure now, what the hell are you going to do? Because the most important thing to do is uh, wish for people. You see, here here's another thing. Why can- Why can't we wish for... A, a blow dart guns that we can like all have in order to, you know, shoot people in the ass to give them, you know, their, the next, their next dose of whatever. I mean, can't can uh, we just go out there and just hunt these people that richly deserve it? Well, the people here's the thing. Because, oh, 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 because, because that makes you a brown shirt. That makes you the very thing that a lot of people tend to call other people these days. Because that makes you an authoritarian, and that's something America does not do. 
or should not do. I, I've, I've got a response for that, but we'll, we'll come back to that because well, the rest I have of a caveat are... for everyone. Um, you know, I, I do follow several uh, epidemiologists, um, infectious disease specialists, you know, whatever. And they are all coming to the consensus now that, you know, you do need to be vaccinated. You do need your boosters. You need to get your flu vaccine as well. Um, but that we are all going to get this regardless. We're all going to be exposed to it. There's, you know, just need to accept it, that this is going to happen and prepare accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those who want the shot, get the shot. They get the reduced symptoms, most likely. Those who don't get the shot, because for whatever reason, and a lot of them have their reasons, and there's nothing you can do to convince them, as has been proven. Otherwise, everybody would have gotten it by now. Uh, you know what? They get it. Whatever happens, happens. You you gave them the opportunity. They slapped it away. Move on. Yeah, Tech, you were also trying to get in there also. So let me let me go ahead. Oh, no, you. it's all covered. Okay. But, um, but Denmark right now is reporting that fully 30% of their new cases are all Omicron. It's just spreading exponentially there. And, and Denmark has like one of the best surveillance capabilities in the world. They've been on top of it. They sequence everything. And they're like, yeah, this is just spiraling out of control even here. So it's just hella contagious. Yeah. What I was going to, what I was going to respond though, for is um, what Dallin was saying and and before anybody has to worry about it, Dallin, Dallin commenting and telling me that I would be a brown shirt at that point. I want everybody to understand, I take no umbrage whatsoever to him saying that because he's making a point. And before anybody has any kind of concern about it all, his point is well, paid, well placed and I completely understand it for what it is. Is he uh -huh. ever going to be able to piss me off by telling me stuff like that? Absolutely not. And you shouldn't be upset either. So don't be. No. Now, the reason we do have brown shirts of the other stripe, though, that are like, if you happen to wear a mask and require people to wear masking here, we're going to see your ass. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and like, okay. Do you hear me supporting them? I don't. Nope. Nope. I don't support anybody that takes as an authoritarian stance and saying, you must comply to this or else. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on on that. That is wrong. Now, and that's and now uh, there's a okay. caveat to that. In the United States of America, we actually have laws that allow the mandation of a of requirement of a vaccine uh, for specific scenarios. One of them being a global pandemic, and we came about this because as a society in the U.S it was generally agreed upon that this would be good for all. So there are scenarios where when it comes down that, look, you need to get your shot. That's, that, that's instruction. That's not a request. And it's legal to, to do that because okay. we were in a global pandemic I and we have rules for that. It's like the military, the military, you ask anybody who's been in the Ar the United States Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, whatever. If they go anywhere, they get shots, they get vaccines, they get whatever. When they join up, they get shots, they get vaccines and so on. And they just they just show up to their medical tent, 
they take their shirt off, they walk down, and they get jabbed in the arm, jabbed in the arm, jabbed in the arm. The uh, back in the day get jabbed in the butt. Um, this is nothing new. What happened was it got politicized. Now there's a there's a piece about this that I want to make sure that we kind of backtrack through. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't and I want... have a thought experiment too that I want after okay. you're done. Okay, uh, because there there are two pieces about this. One, my my thing about I don't think that I would be a brown shirt. Well, okay, let, let's go with the comedy route for a couple of seconds. My shirt is actually black today. All right, so just go with that a second. Yeah, you wear the brown pants. Not today. I was thinking along the lines of, wouldn't this be a perfect way for there to be vigilantes to go ahead and do this thing? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know. Vigilant, take three. Vigil, cut that out for me, would you? Vigilantism is a bad thing. Always. Even if you're Batman. Now, the only reason why I was bringing it up is that, you know, as a wish, it would be nice to be able to get people to be on board to actually do something that would be helpful to the greater good of society as a whole. But as I had said at one of my previous five minute freestyles, I would also like to be a conservative where there would be less government and less spending there. But I can't be that person because it doesn't work because those that are in those positions have shown themselves to be less than honest and goodwill actors. Here's my overall point for the whole damn thing. I would love to not have to even be considering the idea of us going out there as a vigilante group with blow darts, putting don't kill me juice into people's backsides because we shouldn't have to. There should be the knowledge that this don't kill me juice is actually damned near special magical scientific stiff that's going to keep me from having jello in my lungs. Thank you very much. What arm would you like to choose today? Sure, fine. Pick a pick an arm, I don't care. People yeah. should be just doing this because it's the right thing to do. But damn it, we have the biggest problem of it all. And real quick before I go over to you, Bridget, if we're gonna have any wish that we could possibly have, I would wish for Andrew fucking Wakefield to be scrubbed from existence. Yeah. I'm just wondering what you, I mean, what you do in a country like ours when you have two competing groups of brown shirts that are diametrically opposed to one another. That's How, a, how is that supposed to work? That's a good. That's very, a very simple. Good you. You make sure that, you know, when the one party of power that favors one group of brown ships comes in, you scream at them until they start doing stuff right. But unfortunately, right now, there is there is no difference in the swamp between one and the other. They're all in it for themselves. They don't care about anybody, and they will use whatever special interest group they that's available to push them into power. And afterwards they'll throw them away and distance themselves from them as fast as possible. 
And I, I'm pretty sure I don't need to get into details about the particular organizations that basically got tossed out the window when the political party in power was done having their way with them. Yeah, we've we've had that happen too damn to many. You know what? Yeah. If the number is and the trouble is either side, they're guilty of exactly the same crimes. Agreed. Was, All it really is is what animal, what mascot are they using? The elephant or the donkey? They're both the same group. They're all corporatists. They're all elites. They're all just waiting for the chance to get their piece of the pie and screw the rest of the, screw the rest of you. It's, it's fair to say that that is not far from the truth at all. Not very far from the truth at all, but it would also be incumbent for us to recognize and make sure that we do say there is also a marked difference between which bad there is because one bad side wants very much to um, completely eradicate at least one smaller segment of everybody where another one really doesn't want to. One may be looking at actively destroying a segment of society where another might be more, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, allowing to atrophy. One is definitely worse than the other, but neither are good. Um, just speaking as someone who's two steps out of that whole thing mm. and has watched a lot of this mm. as of late, they're both trying to accomplish the same thing, just in two different ways. And as far as I'm concerned, neither side, neither side deserves the power that they're given once that they're given the chance at once every four years. Sadly to, and, a grand I, and that's the other thing. If I had another Christmas wish, it would be for, and I hate to say this, for the Omega variant to sweep through DC and knock out all the senators and all the Congress people and all the lobbyists so that y'all could have that clean slate that you desperately need. And unfortunately with life extension treatments going on right now, or whatever the hell that's keeping a lot of these do nothing, everybody's in there in power. Uh, yeah, not nothing short of, a very sudden case of not aliveness going through that place is going to help. This something to be said, Bridget. You you had a you had a, a thought experiment you wanted to go through. Yeah, that was just you know you've got you've got competing you know brown shirt sides, and it's just how is it supposed to work out? How is that? You know, I mean, what do you do? I. And I'm, I'm out of ideas. I don't know. Maybe people should take it to the brown shirts. It's like, oh, you, um, you want to tell me how to live my life or else? I got a Louisville slugger here that says, um, I disagree with you. Again, I don't normally condone violence, but, uh, somebody wants to use violence against a person. I think they're well within their right to defend themselves to whatever extent they deem necessary. 
I know that down here, a lot of people are getting very angry at the thought that insurance companies are going to start penalizing people for not being vaccinated and stuff. But what else are they supposed to do? And, you know, I don't like the insurance companies. I think that they do a lot of harm. They are out to make profits, 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 and they screw over people, you know, but and however, you know, in the in the type of work that I do now, I am seeing some of the hospital bills from unvaccinated people who have had very long stints in the hospital, you know, for COVID. And when you're looking at hospital bills that are running in the millions and millions of dollars, who's who's supposed to suck that up? You know, the hospitals can only afford to write off so many millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. The patients are not going to be able to ever pay that back unless they happen to be multimillionaires. Um, I didn't realize how expensive it was. I mean, people were saying that the average in a hospital stay for COVID is like $50,000. And I'm like, it depends on what part part of the country you're in. Um, That's not what I'm seeing. You know, and when you're looking at a $6 million charge or a $5 million charge, that's a shit ton of money for a personal decision. Yeah. And of course, that also uh, involves the the whole thing that I have heard before, which is, well, you can always just shop around for the lowest price for the best care that you can get. Uh, uh, not no. when you're calling 911 because your sats have dropped down to 45% and you're fucking dying. No, and, you can't. And not even that. Try to find a, a list of how much is this test going to cost before I agree to it. There is no such thing. Yeah, there, there is no such is thing. no such thing. Uh, Stephanie has pointed out, by the way, and I'm kind of backtracking a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, when we were talking about the uh, uh, the people who are in legislative uh, powers and whatnot, and I've got something else to kind of go with this. Stephanie's saying not all of them, meaning not all of them are, you know, in it for the power. Uh, continuing, mm-hmm. all of the cor- corporalists cor- – Corporatists. Corporatists. Sorry. I don't know why I couldn't read that through. I swear to you, I have not had alcohol in the last, however. Anyway, um, then the ones who want to represent the people might get a look in. So people who have been the firebrands, who have been the progressives and less the, um, (sighs) the, uh, hold on, hold on. I want to make sure I say this right. Those that have shown themselves to be the progressives, sorry, more the progressives and less the party. Yes, that's probably the best way for me to to, to word it, because there are those who have been firebrands on both sides. Make sure that I understand this. There have been firebrands on both sides, but um, in the the area who have been traditionally quoted as being Democrats, and I'm just give me a moment on this one. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez is a perfect example. I would dare say that she is far and away more a progressive than a Democrat because she has been trying to kick their asses 
towards actual reform, to get things done, to move things along, to actually, God damn it, we need to get things moving and less worried about being a, a corporate, 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 <sighs> I want to get it. A wait. shill. A corporate shill. A shill. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saving yeah. my ass. That's what you do. But you know, and the thing is, but you look at these, like I've been watching a lot about these, this proposed bill, this, this multi-trillion dollar infrastructure. And I, and I'm using finger quotes on this and what it entails. There's been, and you know, the, the other side wants to be able to examine this thing and see what, what it is that they're going to be spending this money on. They were handed a 2000 page document and were only given a couple of days to go through it. Now, I don't know about you, but a 2000 page book, I don't think I've even read a novel that big before. I counter propose how much scrutiny goes into the military budgets book of what they've got. Um, whatever that is, the thing is, they handed this thing and from what they gleaned from it, not a lot of that money is going into actual infrastructure. In fact, it's going to a whole bunch of different special interests that are friendly to the party in power and are not going to benefit the American people at all whatsoever. It's, it's, it's writers, it's editions, it's all this stuff. There's no transparency. And again, I'm not championing one side of this thing or the other. And you just said right now, you guys are in the middle of a gigantic shitstorm. Yeah. And the only and the people in power right now, all they care about is getting out with as much as they can. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to say it, um, a lot of the stuff, and like, for instance, the whole Green New Deal, which is, you know, was Ocasio's Ocasio Cortez's baby. A lot of that right now is not feasible because there is no infrastructure to actually pull it off. You know, we're having the same, we're having the same discussions up here about, uh, about energy and about, uh, switching to renewables. Okay. You know, and I'm, I'm all for it, but where do the materials come from that builds the devices to create the renewable energy? Where? What, what suddenly happens when all the computers that are needed to run this stuff can no longer be made because the materials, the plastics, the synthetics, where does a lot of that come from? Last I checked, a lot of it comes from the petrochemical industry. Same thing with the metals to, to, to build the windmills. That all comes from mining. See, everybody's so focused on what we can build to, to do this, but they have no idea of what goes into building it. Where does all this material come from? Uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah. The whole idea of going electric, you know, electric cars. Okay. That's going to put a massive strain on every electrical grid. And at least up here, where does the power come from? Majority coal fired plants. We don't have the, we don't have enough for wind power. Uh, Quebec and Manitoba have, well, they've got the ability to make lots of hydroelectric power, but then there's cross-border politics on that one. 
You see, I like the idea. The idea is good, but there's a severe lack of pragmatism that's going to get you to that point. And to say that, oh, we'll just figure it out. No, 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 no. I, I would not sign off a multi-trillion dollar bill on we'll figure it out. No. But and again, that's me. You're quite right. And there does need to be a, a pathway too. And we could, we could, and I, I'm, I'm saying this very carefully, we could end up spending the next two hours, Dallin and I, bouncing this whole idea back and forth between each other as far as to point, counterpoint, counter, counterpoint, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And truth be told, we ain't got time for that. And I don't have nearly enough eggnog for that, which by the way, if you go to a discount store and they've got a a, a quart of, um, of uh, eggnog listed for 25 cents with an expiration date of like a a week and a half ago, it's not worth the 25 cents. Trust me, trust me on this one. We found that one out the hard way. Anyway, um, the, there is, there is a lot to be said for that. And I'm not going to get into the, 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 the ping pong match that's going to be with this one, but I will go with, I will go with this piece, which kind of works with uh, the whole, uh, the whole thing. I had to go looking it up. 1981. I'm going to give you a quote from a movie that some people are going to recognize. And a lot of folks won't. If you recognize, if you recognize this line, Anamatrach, the charm of making you will remember you will remember the line not might makes right but might for right that's the problem I, i just i just wish that there was some way to just grab all of congress and start from scratch and, yeah, there is. It's called a the, revolution, and they're messy. They're well, well, they are messy, they've, but and they've tried. now see. Here's he, there is a double edged sword on that. They tried to do that almost a year ago. They literally hmm. tried to do that almost a year ago. And that's, well, I don't mean in that manner. No, no, um, no. I, I, I no, compl- that's I exactly how it occurs. Yeah, and, and I, I, I completely get you. And that's the problem because there is always. There is always a tool, and there is always a wrong way to use a tool. There are far and away more ways to use a tool wrong than there is to use it right. There, well, there, I mean, it's just the biggest problem we have right now is the people in government, the ones who actually go into politics for the right reasons to try to help people and things like that, they don't make it. They leave after four years because they can't stomach it. And that's not the way that it was ever intended to be. You're right. See, rather than have a revolution, if I could have any wish come true, Mm -hmm. any wish at all, it would be for the collective intelligence of all of humanity to raise every year. Um, Each new generation truly being better well-educated than the previous uh, generation, knowing more facts, more actual empirical facts rather than feelings. They still have feelings. I would never take away a person's humanity, 
but they would have more understanding of the facts, reality around them, understanding of how the various governments, the laws actually say versus how they feel it should be. You know, less pe- great example, people going around going, you can't ask me if I'm vaccinated. That violates HIPAA. I was like, uh, no, actually, it doesn't. Uh, you need to understand what HIPAA is be- before you start citing it because you don't know what it means. Yeah. And that that's just an example. You know, we have a lot of people in many countries, well, in the United States of America, that will uh, who are anti-vax and say, oh, you can't ask me because that's HIPAA. It's like no, no, it's not. And uh, either a you know that and you're lying, or b you don't know that and you need an education to understand what that is. I'm voting ignorance, not necessarily willful either. There are a lot of people out there that are ignorant of things, only because they've never been taught those things. They may have never been given a chance to learn those things. Since in many cases. But that would be my wish, not for everybody to suddenly have peace, love, no war and all. That's nice. But you can't have that without the understanding that comes before that. Yeah. Let me hit you on this one. Stephanie has put it over here. Knowing facts is not enough. Critical thinking is required. Wow. Yes. Joseph is, is not here, but man always echoes through. And it is too damned, too damned accurate. Yeah, but the trouble is these days, you try to promote critical thinking to people, and suddenly, you know, ma and pa, or you know, me ma and pa. And again, I do. I, I hack a lot on the South because, well, stereotypes are there for a lot. reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and I got a lot of good friends in the South. Make no mistake, uh, we actually get along quite well. And mostly, and most of them are quite critical thinkers, but when you get into those places where, you know, the matriarch or patriarch of the family has laid down the law for four generations and the old bastard just won't shuffle off his damn mortal coil already. (sighs) There are years and, and I, I think this is, this goes always is that there are years and years of. This is the way we've always done it. And so long as you live in this little bubble town, you don't need to know this other stuff. You don't need to know what's beyond your borders because you're going to be here for the rest of your life. And then the second the internet comes in and suddenly, you know, uh, somebody in, in lower butt crack, New Mexico suddenly sees how life is in New York city. Uh, but then they start, you know, reading up on, they, they start seeing things, you know, new ways of thinking. And then they feel that they have to go out there and defend their old way of thinking, which maybe that works fine in a one horse town with like one gas station, a supermarket and, you know, 25 hardware stores. But, and if, you know, if you're going to live there for the rest of your life, fine, live there for the rest of your life. We don't need to know about you. So just get off the internet. You know, it's the same thing with the flat earthers or the anti-vaxxers and stuff. It's just, there's access to information, but there's access to misinformation. And unfortunately, so many people want the misinformation because of confirmation bias. It's kind of disheartening. 
you know, there's a funny piece about that one. And, and we got to see about wrapping up uh, momentarily. The funny part about this is to me, all these, uh, all these older folks, not necessarily old, but older folks who have been complaining about the whole, um, look at all these, look at all these snowflakes. They just want a participation trophy and the whole thing. And here I am, the one sitting back going, um, aren't you the ones that, uh, A, got all upset because uh, the black folks were allowed to drink in the same fountain as you? And two, who's the one that's supplying the little participation trophies for your spawn already? Yeah, it's it's utterly amazing when you you listen to people and, and this is one of my favorites. It's when these consultants come into companies mm. and they want to yell. And scream. <laughs> no, just, just hear me on this one. Tech. Wait, wait, wait I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm leading a bit. I apologize. Yeah, wait for it. But when, when they come in and talk about, you know, the evils of capitalism and how you should adapt, uh, adopt an anti-capitalist lifestyle and your corporate structure should be anti-capitalist. And when they're done, the, they, they hand you a bill for $25,000. I'm yeah, you, sorry. Can you say grift? Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be trying to make more money off of people. By the way, we want all your money. Yeah. And, you know, it, the one of the funniest ones I heard, uh, again, choking on the irony about this, Mark Ruffalo. We all know, we all know Mark Ruffalo, don't we? The Hulk yeah, from the Avengers. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting here because this isn't catching on me yet. Okay. Anyways, one of his big things uh, not too long ago was, you know, that that people should be willing to, uh, you know, if they're if they have more money than they need, they should be willing to to give it away to, not to charities, but to people. Like, you know, you see some you see somebody who maybe their skin tone is a little bit different than yours. You should be if you feel wealthy, you should be willing to just hand them the money and say, you know, that this is my compensation to you or whatever. He got blasted on Twitter because this guy's worth millions. And how much has he divested into this kind of philosophy? Not a plugged red nickel. I think I mixed all my metaphors on that one. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. Uh, you know, but, but to that, all I say is all I say to celebrities who tell working class guys like me. To do that, I just sit back and go, all right, you first. Be let me mind. let me see you. Yeah, let me see you get rid of your $20 million mansion, go live in a condo, and struggle with the mortgage payment every month, and also struggle with the bills every month. Because until you live like I live, you don't tell me what I should and shouldn't do with my money. Lead by example. Yeah, and none of the none of the celebrities are ever, will ever do that because all it is to them is just if I say this, people on Twitter will like me. Well, they they're like the pantheon of the Greek gods, and oh my god, I can't believe I'm about to go into this. Uh, y'all read y'all remember the Odyssey, the Iliad's yep. Odyssey, the Journey of Ulysses. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Ulysses was an atheist? Yeah. 
And he the, exposed, the irony was not lost on me when I read the book. Yeah, but he he exposed the one weakness of the gods. When you turn away from them, they fade away and die. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Hollywood celebrities. The second they're no longer popular, where do they go? Well, they end up going to do anything to get that popularity back. And then sometimes that leads to a pretty dark place. That's, that's entirely So possible. it's the same thing. They, the, the, the reason they jump onto a lot of these causes is because they think it'll just keep their image out there and make sure that you still remember who they are. So, yeah. Don't come to a podcast for legal advice and don't, and, and never take the word of a Hollywood celebrity who says he has their best interest in mind. Uh, unless that is uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, or Rita Hayworth, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but, uh, but Tech, Keanu's one of mine. He's Canadian. That's he's different. Oh, I don't care if he's Canadian or whatever. He's one of the few people that, you know, if he came by and said, Hey man, um, you done goofed. I'd be like, really? what I do? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm fine, sitting, please. I'm listening. You've got my attention. I want to make it right. What did yeah, I do? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he tells you, you done goof. You find out what it is. And if it's legit, okay, fine. But if it's not, well, okay. You're giving me the same Holly. I'll, I, I will agree. listen. I will listen to what you have to say. What, well, what I mean is, is that if Keanu Reeves no, said we, that we, to me, I would listen. But if somebody like, um, I don't know, uh, oh God, uh, any Joe Kim Kardashian came up to me and said, I done goofed. I wouldn't even give her a second thought before I walked away. Yeah. Yeah. There's something for that. Oh, uh, yeah. we got to There's some people that have credibility. Yeah. We got to wrap integrity. That's it. Yeah. We got to wrap. So let me, let me pitch this one over to you guys really, really quickly. If there was one, uh, for, for your, for your one last Christmas wish, holiday, Yule, Saturnalia, whatever. If there was the one wish that you've got for who you could get advice from at this point, anyone, who would you want to be able to get it from? I think that, or believe it or not, I think if there was one person that I wanted to get advice from to being a good person for the rest of whatever time I've got left on this rock, believe it or not, it's an ex-president. I would like to talk to Jimmy Carter. If there is any one person who has shown that they can lead by example, Jimmy Carter. I would listen to him. He's a good man. He is an excellent man. Over 90 goddamn years, and he is still swinging a hammer. God damn it. What about you guys? I wish there were more like him. Yeah. Anybody? Richard Feynman. Oh, that's a that's an excellent choice. Wow, Doctor Feynman, that would be an excellent choice. <laughs> Dallin and Rick Mercer does not count. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, well, my second choice would be. Um... <laughs> you are you are not going to it you are not going moment. to BS me and say that that was actually up on your head. It, actually, he wasn't. The first the name that finally popped into my head next to my dad was um, Christopher Hitchens, because this is a guy who <sighs> he was my second. He was a guy <laughs> who. Had a, he had some stances, he had some opinions, he had some views. And he changed them after experiencing the consequences of his views. So what I'd like to be able to learn from him, what I'd love to learn from him is just how to graciously admit you were wrong in the face of new evidence. but still come away saying, yeah, you know what? I was wrong, but I'm still better than all he is. Because the, the guy had charisma for days. And even when he had to change his opinion, people still listened to him. And I think having that kind of, that kind of pull, especially today, I think more people need to learn that need to say, you know what, you know, you hold your press conference and say, my fellow Americans, Four weeks ago, I said this, and in light of new evidence, I have to say, I done goofed. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people, people are afraid of honesty these days. And I think we need, I think a guy like Hitch could actually teach people a few things about, yeah, you know what? It's okay to say you bunged up as long as you're willing to do right by the people. Yeah, that's that's also a good one. That's also a really good one. And I, I just want to add charisma for days, even when he was sober. Sure that, yeah. <laughs> that, that is a good point. That That is yeah. a very valid point. And Bridget, you get the last one. Make it a good one. Hmm. I have to take what's left over, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. If you wanted a conversation, a, a, a three-way conversation with Richard Feynman and, and uh, Christopher Hitchens all at the same time, that's what you want. And Rick Mercer. Don't forget Rick Mercer. Yeah, Rick he, Mercer. He'd add commentary. <laughs> sure. God, could you imagine Mercer going down the street doing his rant thing and having uh, Hitch and Feynman following along? Uh, Feynman would be playing the bongos. Yeah, it would just be, it would be awesome as hell. And Hitch would be puffing on a cigar. So what do you got, kid? Kid. Hmm. My dad. There you go. You know, he's, he's been gone 30 years now, but some of the best advice I ever got, you know, came from him. And, uh, you know, he wasn't well known or famous or anything like that, but he was a very good man, <laughs> really cared about people. And I just, I wish I could, you know, talk to him for five more minutes and get more advice from him. He didn't change the world, but he changed those around him. And, and you know, made his little corner of the world a better place. 
I think that's a perfect place for us to stop it off with. I want everybody to recognize all of our choices are people that have made a difference. They don't have to make a difference for the entire world. They just need to make a difference for us. There's a sign that's going around, a, a picture on social media, and loosely paraphrased, it says, if ever you're worried about being a bad person, always remember that bad people never care about improving themselves. With that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Everybody, thank you very much for being with us this week. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. And as a reminder, yeah, it's the holiday season. So on behalf of all of us, to all of you, no matter when you hear this, we do sincerely hope that you have yourself an enjoyable, safe, healthy holiday season and winter season. It's not just about being careful with anything that's airborne. It's also got to do with a lack of friction. If you're traveling anywhere, please be careful. Tech, thank you. Glad you were able to make it. You have yourself a good weekend. And you take care of yourself, man. I try. Me too. I am. Bridget, who do you want to shaft today? Figuratively speaking. Huh. I know, That's, I know, I know. It's 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 the, the this is the opposite uh, of the Texas sharpshooter fallacy because you've got so many targets and just it doesn't matter where you point your gun right now, you're gonna hit anyway. Oh wow. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take one that's really unexpected from my normal. I'm gonna after the you know recent news that has come out the last couple of days about the shenanigans during, you know, uh, when COVID first started and all this other stuff, Deborah Burks, go fuck yourself. Um, that one's going to require you, a little bit of a dive. Yeah, that that name I'm you, not familiar with. You knew really, really quickly. You knew that information was deliberately being suppressed, and you went along with it. And you could have been a whistleblower and said something, but no, you smiled and nodded and said, oh, oh, Trump has you know, definitely got the knowledge to understand what he's reading and all this other stuff. But what has come out the last couple of days, you killed people, woman. She's the one that was on the side of that press conference when it was, you know, we could just bring uh, light inside the body in order to do stuff. And, and we Little learned how Miss to do that, right? And, and just nodded her head. And now like, she's got a fucking book out. Go fuck yourself. You knew. What I said earlier about uh, they're all just in it for themselves. I rest my case, Your Honor. We live in an aristocracy and people but, don't recognize it. You know, no, we, we live in a world where... And saying that we need to stop the testing because it makes the numbers look bad. He wasn't choking. He was serious. And he knew it. And he supported it. I had I had a boss like that. He wanted me to stop posting the numbers on how bad we were doing because it showed how bad we were doing. Right. And he said, well, it's not very good for morale. I'm like, yeah, so is bankruptcy. Why don't you guys get off your asses and do something about it? Whoa. I'm still able to drive my Lexus, so it doesn't bother me. When we get off the call, um, I got something I want to tell you guys about then. Uh. 
I don't know that it's necessarily bad or good. It's just not for here and right now. Dallin, thank you. Glad you're able to make it. And uh, you have yourself a, uh, well, no, you've already, you've already done the whole barbecue thing at, at this point. So you know what you can, you, you, whatever, whatever it is you can make, make some, make some homemade eggnog. That's, that's probably the worst thing I could tell you to do. I'll have to break out that recipe and see if I actually can be arsed to do it. Yeah, just remember, <laughs> it looks like it's kind of involved. <laughs> you, you need a lot of rum in order to kill any bacteria that might be trying to grow in it if you do it wrong. I know that something about that one. Won't uh, be a problem. What what Bacardi one fifty one? If you can still get it, and it's high enough proof, it can kill germs. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Okay, I know we're over time now, but wait, seriously? Yeah, Bacardi. Uh, if it's if it's Bacardi one fifty one uh, proof, it has enough alcohol in there that it can act as a disinfectant. Yes, I think Appleton yeah. makes one too. The Jamaican, there's a Jamaican one fifty one too. You, yeah. you don't have to go with Bacardi. There are other rum brands out there that still make a rum that is at 151 proof. Uh, yeah, but my point is anything better. is under 151 proof is not going to work as a disinfectant. No, That's I'm, mine. Okay, people are probably looking at me kind of wondering, okay, why is he making all these all these faces? A, I don't like hard liquors. People no, who've listened don't. to me long enough know, know for well this, but it's just a matter of that, holy shit. So the whole, you know, dumping high-octane liquor in the Old West onto disinfect wounds was something like a legit thing. Yeah, it has to be 75 yeah. and a half well, percent proof. I think that's absolutely, I I, I, I really hadn't thought about 75 it. proof is not strong enough to cleanse. No, 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 75, sorry, 75 percent alcohol, alcohol by volume. Yes. I think it's like 75 and a half percent yeah. by yeah. volume. 75 percent yeah. alcohol is about, is 150 proof. So, yeah, 75 and a half, 151 <sighs> yeah, if I was. I if was. You have like 140 proof. It's not going to do it. I'm just saying. I was actually joking about the idea of adding alcohol in order to kill bacteria. I didn't realize I was being serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a fact. Yeah. Well, um, I've I've learned something tonight. We've all learned something tonight. Good. <laughs> we eventually learned from people like Louis Pasteur and the rest of them that we could actually boil the instruments to kill germs as well. Yeah, there is that. So, folks, if you're going to go ahead and um, uh, light your eggnog on fire, don't do that because that's getting rid of the alcohol. You want to keep it in there, Dallin. Yep. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to take my eggnog, I'm going to let it on fire, wait five minutes, and hey, scrambled egg in a glass. I Kinda. If you do it, you know what? After having tried to do it one year, yeah, it is all too easy to get scrambled oh. egg drink, and it's just not. Mm. Yeah. And practical safety tip for those who do choose to imbibe during this holiday you know, season between now and New Year's Eve: if you happen to get any Everclear, do not drink it straight. It is not intended for straight consumption. And if you do take a swig of it straight, do not. Light a cigarette because yes, that shit is flammable. Yeah, cut it with Kool Aid. It kills the burn. Trust me. <laughs> I was in college. Okay, I know a few things. Okay, kids, there is a time and place for everything. That's college, <laughs> folks. A nice little safety tip from your friends over here at HCTV: Don't drink engine cleaner. <laughs> Just saying.
I thought that was a given, but man, you know, you know. You remember we you were talking earlier about the uh, collective intelligence uh, going up. Yeah, that, no, no, I get it. It, it. Yes, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have to say that. Yeah, but in perfect world, what? the alcohol would only be killing the slower brain cells, making everybody smarter. But you know, it doesn't work that way. Dallin, uh, we need to go. Thank you, yes, man, we so do. much. Yes, have fun. No, I don't want it to stop. No, I'm just kidding. The only yeah, question I've got point. for you, by the way, are you ending with a smile tonight? I am. That's that's the oh. important part. Yeah. All right. You're staring at a picture of Rhonda from USA up all night. No wonder you're smiling. I don't care. USA. Oh, you and you see, when I remember that show, I remember when Gilbert Godfrey right, did right, that right, show, right, and right, it was USA right. up all night. Yeah, well, what USA was great was one of the two of them. It, it was great when the two of them would actually do it together. All right, <laughs> the, uh, the, the hosting duties is what he's talking about. The hosting duties is what is. Yes, yes. Yeah. When the two of them just, hosted just, uh, together, just, it was amazing. Yeah, what Shujin was alluding to, that's something I just, I never want to see. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't. That, that would make me drink Everclear straight. <laughs> she has her own lingerie line. Fifty Shades of Grey, chapter one. <laughs> yeah, careful, we need, we need, we careful. Need I have that audio file. I am not, I am so, I am so. Dallin, thank you for being tonight. You have a good night. Pleasure as always. Yeah. Dallin is in charge of getting the audio. So if you listen to one of the previous episodes and it sounds like I'm talking through a wet paper napkin that's directly connected to my USB port, you're not too far off because I screwed up. That that was my fault. I'm sorry. So if the audio is wrong on my side, it's because I was using the wrong microphone. It's not his fault. Mm. He makes us sound downloadable i guess is probably the best word that i'm looking for if you'd like to find sorry yeah if if you'd like to find examples of you know how i'm able to make these guys actually sound legitimate uh you can catch those over at holycraptheblogcast.com all of our contact information is there oh god this except where we physically live because that would be wrong yeah if you'd like to be in touch with us, however, via voicemail, feel free to give a call. Phone number is 859-HCTV-554. Country code 1, because America is elitist that way. 859-HCTV-554. 859-428-8554. Okay, it's America and Canada. I'm sorry. All I remember no, no, is that England is It has nothing to do with elitism. It's because the telephone was developed here. It was the first set of numbers was here in the U.S. Yeah, it's fine. And then it went in sequence for the codes. That's fine. In the meantime, as I said before, please, everybody, please, please stay safe, stay healthy, get your shots, get your boosters. Myself and my son, we still need to get our boosters yet. We will be doing that. But like I said, it is a season when folks still want to be getting together again. Please weigh your options. With the new variants going around, we need to be mindful. Yes, it sucks to have to be a little bit on the, dare I say, paranoid side. But 
An ounce of paranoia, yet again, is worth a pound of jello in your lungs. I know, I'm over-dramatizing it just a little bit, but Not only until much. the point when it finally happens. Please be safe. It's for the best for everybody and not just yourselves. So until the next time we're together, everyone. And a really quick, I think we need to say a real quick, keep getting better soon to our friend down there in, um, where, where does she keep calling it down there? Where Beth is? What does she keep calling it? Pennsylvania. She calls it Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of part of Pennsylvania that's Pennsylvania. Yeah. Beth. Yeah. Our best wishes to you. Please keep getting better. We'll be here for you as best we can, as always. So, till next time, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And, Felis, Stephanie, Chris, thank you for being with us. And as always, my lady, 16 years plus on, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. And your cleavage. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, you've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.